Hello, beautiful people. It is another week with the Beach Chic University podcast, and I've been focusing on prepping for 2021. So I figured this week we actually discuss some more ideas to help you reach your 2021 goals. I know money, whether it's earning more, managing it more, or being smarter with it, is key. I also know that millennials like me tend to think about ways of making more money outside of their full-time jobs. So let's jump into some examples I've tried and found success in in the last years. Maybe you can add these to your 2021 task. Now, I do want you to keep in mind that all of these things that I'm talking about are pretty much digital products, digital businesses that I have pursued because that is the area in which my business is in. I started the Beachy University blog in 2015 purely as content to help those who are in college and those who are recent grads be successful in their life in all facets. And so when I stopped creating that free content, I then went into creating paid content that related to that. And so that's kind of the area I'll be talking in, but that is not limiting what you can possibly do in these areas as well. First, we'll start with Etsy because that's my current baby that has made me the most money in my Be Chic brand this year in 2020. Etsy started off as a handmaker marketplace, but it has blown up since then. I jumped into the Etsy game with my own digital designs. I have to admit that I do not sell physical items, which has its own slew of best practices for inventory management and shipping, but digital goods can be just as profitable and a bit less work. So when you think of Etsy, you probably think of the custom mugs, unique home decor, fancy birthday gifts, customizable birthday gifts, but also digital planners, iPhone wallpaper templates, wedding invite templates, and printable kitchen labels. It's a lot. And if you haven't thought about those digital items, you should expand your mind to think of those areas as well, because that is another area of Etsy that is blowing up right now. So what I love about Etsy is the versatility of what's offered on there. Shoppers expect to find unique things and your niche might just be in demand. I also don't have to do too much off the platform to advertise. I do subscribe to Etsy ads to bump my items to the top of listings on certain search words, but that's it. And I still bring in sales. And the best part, the sales pay for the ads. So not a lot of money is coming out of my pocket outside of what I'm already paying for my design programs. I really like the idea of using digital items on Etsy because it's so much easier to manage over physical. However, people with physical items that they sell on Etsy are very, very, very successful. It just takes a lot more work on the back end that I'm not super familiar with. Now, there is a small listing fee and transaction fee for each item that you sell on Etsy, but it's so small compared to the potential earnings, but just keep that in mind. Now, moving on to Amazon Books, which is another favorite of mine. I published a book in 2017 called The College Survival Guide after I finished up in grad school. It's probably super outdated now, but it was cool to explore 
this platform as I was beefing up my paid content with the Be Chic blog. Now, this platform is actually called Kindle Direct Publishing, and it doesn't take much technical skills to get on there and to sell. All you need is a book manuscript in something as simple as a Microsoft Word file and a book cover, which you can design on your own with a platform like Canva or task out to someone on Fiverr for a very low fee. There's also an option to get physical books made through Amazon, but I didn't go that route, so that option is not super familiar to me. But hey, it's out there. But why Amazon books? Well, if you love writing or you think you have a great idea for a long format writing topic, this is a great option to keep your costs low. I had an ebook idea and I went that route to have a reputable platform back my content. Now today, I don't promote that book much, but if someone does look up on my product listing and pays the $5 for the ebook, I'm not complaining. Next, we'll talk about online courses. And I'm not going to lie, when I was introduced to this type of digital product, I was thinking about making a course and marketing it at $1,000 or more per person because so many people in the online instructing industry do that. But that just seemed outrageous to me. Instead, I joined the platform Udemy that sells most courses between $10 and $30, especially around the time of their frequent sales. I do also have to admit that those who have those very high-end courses do offer a lot of hands-on training and they tailor their course for every group of people they enroll. But with Udemy, I record one course and that content stays the same until I make more updates. But every time a new person enrolls, I'm pretty hands-off. I don't have to do anything unless they send me questions directly. But overall, I love this platform over going with um, the more higher end platforms or doing it all on my own manually, which is an option, but the time it takes to do it probably outweighs the fee that you just pay to a platform to do everything for you. Now, I love Udemy because they do part of the marketing for me as well, but they host the course too. So the polished course formatting that you see is streamlined through their site and their mobile app. So no matter where your students are located, they're getting that same great experience by logging into your course and streaming or downloading your content straight from the Udemy app and you not having to do all of the coding on the back end that you would have to do on your own, let's say on your own WordPress site if you had a course embedded in the membership section. Many successful course creators have actually earned millions of dollars on Udemy over the years in enrollments. I'm not totally sure how they determine their payment structure because it is reliant upon how the students found their way to your course. But something to note is that you don't actually get paid for the course until two months after the enrollment in case a refund must be given. But like I said with Etsy, that's kind of like a smaller issue. And once you set up your course, you don't have to do anything else. And you just earn the money from the people who sign up. 
I really love this platform because it is hands-off and I was able to put together a course with a lot of content that was just already swirling in my head, but I was able to organize it into a structured, easy-to-follow course. Mine in particular was about budgeting, as that is a topic that I'm passionate about and know enough about to create the lessons, worksheets, video tutorials, and templates for. Now, if you have a topic that you have quite the knowledge bank for and could organize it into an engaging course, then go for it. And this truly can range across many areas. You can talk about sewing if you love to do that. (laughs) That's another hobby of mine. I'm not sure how many people want to create a sewing course, but that's an option. If you want to have a course about shoe customizations, that's something that my husband loves to do is customizing sneakers or how to draw. If you are great at drawing and graphic design and logo creation and things like that, if you're able to teach that to other people, it might be a great skill that can be shared on Udemy or a similar platform and you can earn money from it. So I mentioned similar platforms and there are others. Udemy is just a great place where the instructor does not have to pay a fee to list their course. These others that I'm going to mention are platforms that you have to pay a monthly fee or you'll have very limited um, capabilities if you do not have the pay version. And those are Teachable and Thinkific. Those are the only other platforms that I've tried and they have those monthly fees for the same great features that you have on Udemy, but you don't have their assistance with marketing. A slightly different approach to money making on the side is Poshmark. I love using this platform to sell some of my clothing that I've hardly worn yet and it is in great condition. You do have to cover shipping and manage those logistics, but it makes me feel great to earn a bit from pieces that were just taking up space in my closet. Now, Poshmark actually has an option within their app to start your own storefront called a boutique. You purchase clothes at a wholesale price within the app and resell them in your boutique. This way you have the flexibility to curate what is offered in your boutique without going through the additional hassle of finding a vendor, setting up your shop, marketing your shop, and handling shipping on your own. Now something you'll notice as a theme for all of these options I've shared so far, the ability to make money is afforded through and made easier by the platform that you're using. We live in a big world with tons of potential customers, but finding your ideal market can be tricky, especially online. Using these platforms helps amplify your reach and increase your earning potential. So keep that in mind, even when you're researching other potential platforms to make money. Now, the next two I'll lump together because the concepts are the same, and that's a podcast and YouTube channel. Both platforms are great for general content creators and you can make money from advertising on each. Now, you can't just start making money from having ads on these. You have to reach a threshold of listeners and viewership on both before you actually start to earn substantial income. Now, I won't go into the technicalities of setting up either because there are tons of resources for those, 
but I can talk about the basics and getting into the paid space for each. For example, with the podcast, you can start advertising even with a small audience by using the Anchor app. I personally don't use it, but I know a few successful podcasts that do and have ads in their show. Once your following grows, you can switch to another platform and offer additional content to Patreon subscribers or work directly with companies to solicit ads. That last one's a bit tricky, though. If you go that route, you'll be doing a lot on your own unless you're partnered with an agency. Now, with YouTube, it takes a bit more work. Earning money on YouTube is as simple as clicking on the advertisement button on your channel, but to be eligible is another story. You have to reach a level of 1,000 subscribers and a minimum number of viewers before the checks start rolling in. Some of the best advice I've heard about YouTube, though, is to be consistent with your content. As long as you're consistent, your skills will grow naturally and you'll develop your voice and your viewership will grow as well. So once you start to have more viewers on all your videos and they watch more minutes of your video, your advertising potential increases because you have more eyeballs out there looking at the advertisements that YouTube is strategically placing on your channel for you. And with that, you earn more money based off more viewers, more viewer minutes, and just the overall success of your channel drawing more people. So that's an option, but you really do have to get to that level of success and consistency with your content before you really start to see the money in that area. And same goes for the podcast. Even if you do start having ads early on, you're not really earning anything until you have a substantial number of people who are constantly coming back and consuming the content from your ads. Additionally, some partnerships may require for you to show metrics showing that the people who are listening are actually going to their site or whatever the call to action is and taking action on what they want them to and not just listening to your show and consuming that ad. Similar to TV, which is kind of hard to measure. So there you have it, my top money-making ideas for 2021. I hope that this has sparked some type of interest for you in creating your own idea. And like I said, you don't have to follow what I did. These are just things that have worked well for me. And some could have worked even better had I decided to just focus on those platforms and really send all my marketing to that area. But I didn't. I really wanted to try different things throughout the years. And these have been successful in their own ways. Now, if you want to focus on something particularly and you see that you continue to do better and better every year because you're focused on that, then stick with it. But these are just a few ideas for you to explore. And don't forget to add this to your 2021 goals. And if you're starting a Trello board like I did, definitely add this as its own list because there can be a lot of moving parts within developing your digital products or physical products, whatever area it is. But as you continue to grow, you'll notice that you have so many more things to juggle as you start to make more money off of your ideas. Now, I want to know how you decide to move forward with this advice and really jump into making more money in 2021. So head over to SoundCloud where I host this podcast and leave a comment under the episode about what you plan on doing with your side business or side hustle or whatever you want to call it for 2021. 
and I'd love to hear your success throughout the year. Don't forget to go to SoundCloud and leave that comment. Again, thanks for tuning into this episode. I'll be back next week with this heat. But until then, don't forget to subscribe, share, and download this episode.